Well, good morning, Journey. How y'all doing? Happy New Year. And all God's children said, Happy New Year. It's the last Sunday of 2020. Happy New Year, man. It's great. Uh, welcome. We're really glad you're here. Welcome to those who are online watching from wherever you're at around the world. I love our church. Every time I watch those, man, I get so excited seeing what God's doing um, in us, through us, in our community. It's really, really great to see all that. Obviously, there's some amazing building progress going on next door. There is steel up. Uh, it is amazing to see what all God's doing. Uh, Lord willing, we'll have some concrete poured if the weather hangs in there uh, some more. It's going to just really take shape. And Man, it isn't officially done yet, but I don't know if you've noticed, but no U-turns. If you don't want to, man, that is pretty amazing to see how, how things are going out there. It's been great. And then as Jamie said, Christmas celebrations, man, 140 people made spiritual decisions. And so, man, it is pretty, pretty awesome. And I want to just say this, uh, on January 10th, if you were one of those or you know someone who is one of those, we're going to have our best day ever class. So I wanted to make sure since this is the first opportunity for people to hear that, maybe you're newer in your faith, maybe you're brand new in your faith, and you want to come at 3 o'clock that day before we kick off prayer, right? We're going to kick off prayer that night at 5 o'clock for our 10 days of wait and pray. But at 3 o'clock, we're going to have a best day ever for adults and uh, for teens. But also that day, we'll have our kids' faith class right after church. So both of those chances for you to come, if you want to grow and learn, and if you're a child, man, really have your parents be able to help you confirm that decision. So it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Well, as long as I, uh, I can remember, we've had a tradition here at Journey that the last Sunday of the year... This certain guy would preach. Uh, he's not great, but he would preach. And uh, it would be me. I would get the last Sunday of the year, and it would be an opportunity, man, just to really close out the previous year well and then really get a plan for how to make the next year great. To really be able to say, how can we, the best we can, make sure that 2020, uh, the next year, 2021, is as best as possible? So let's do it again. 2020 style. Um, it, it's, been a, it's been a year unlike any that I can remember, maybe you as well, for obvious reasons. Lots of blessings, lots of blessings. I mean, I look around and see what God has done in and through our church, and I'm just blown away, right, from what's happening with the building, uh, even for my family. My oldest daughter got a chance to go to college, uh, have a great first semester. What a, what a blessing that was for her in the midst of all that was happening to get to go to school and have a somewhat normal first semester of school. My son got to play high school football. And as you know, that's quite a deal uh, this year with everything going on. Even after breaking both of his arms this year, uh, he broke his left arm in May. He broke his right arm in June and still got to play football. Uh, and then my girls got to play volleyball and, and soccer. So there was, some, there was some great blessings in the midst of it. And then, of course, you know, there was areas that we prayed for as a church. We prayed for the pandemic, praying that God would uh, work and, and heal people's lives and, and bring an end to it. Uh, we've been praying for that. We prayed for elections, continuing to pray just for, for God to, to, uh, to work and, and, and be in charge of our country. And we, just, we know He is, so we, uh, we've been praying. And then also just for social unrest this year, just praying for peace and unity in our country and for the church to continue to be a church that loves all people. And uh, we want to continue to be a great example of that. So it's been a, a year unlike any. 
And we don't know what's coming in 2021, but we can prepare for it and pray that it is the best possible year for Jesus. So I want to encourage you, don't check out today, check in. Like, don't check out today, check in, because I hope to really help you with some things today. And I've got two goals for you today. The first one is, is to set up for positive spiritual success in 2021. And then the second goal is to plan for clear direction from and connection with Jesus. Did you hear that? I want, I want you to plan for some clear direction from and connection with Jesus. And we're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 5 today. In Ephesians chapter 5, before we turn there, we'll pray in a moment. But before we turn there, I want to just tell you that this was written, believed to be, right, by the Apostle Paul, and he was having a bad year. He was having a pretty tough year. Do you know where he was writing this epistle? He was writing it from prison. He's having a pretty rough year, right? 2020 has been bad, but I would imagine most of you haven't been in jail or prison with a death sentence, but Paul was having a pretty bad year, and he's writing from Rome, writing in prison, He's writing to a church that he had started. Uh, he's writing to the city of Ephesus that he loves. It was a major trade center on the Mediterranean Sea. So it was a super important place. And that's the book we'll be in. We'll be in Ephesians chapter 5, this book uh, that was written by Paul. So can we pray? Whenever we open God's word, we pray. We ask for God to speak to our hearts. We ask for God to say, Lord, if, you're, um, if you would speak through your word today to my heart so that I can hear from you. So can we just pray right now? Take a deep breath as we often do, just kind of breathing out, saying, God, I'm here. And we love you and we need you. And so right now we're praying that you would work in our midst as we read your word. We know it does not return void. We know that it will impact our hearts if we will open our hearts to you. And so right now, I open my heart to you. And I just pray that you would speak to every person here. You would speak to my heart. And we would hear from you. And Lord, we trust in you. And we thank you. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll turn, if you haven't already, to Ephesians chapter 5. And we're in 15 through 20. And Paul says this. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So today, as I looked at that and as I prayed about it, I have two spiritual challenges for you today. Two spiritual challenges. The first one is to choose your spiritual word for 2021. Now, if you're new with us, maybe you've been new to journey in 2021 and you're like, what, what are you talking about? What's this word that I'm supposed to, you're challenging me to come up with? Well, just so you know, as I begin to unpack kind of a little bit more of how I wanted to, to work in your life, this is a word that we really believe that if you'll come up with one, it'll help you to have focus and direction and leading in your life that you can come back to this word and it'll have a really spiritual meaning for you for you to make a great impact for Jesus in 2021. 
And so in 2018, I had a word. My word was strength. And I was just praying at the time. I was like, Lord, I'm at the time I was in my early 40s and could you help me? I need some physical strength. I, you know, every time I look in the mirror, I was reminded of that. I needed some physical strength. And then I was praying for spiritual strength and mental sp- strength. I wanted to be the best I could for God, for my family, and for church. And so my word was strength. In 2019, my word was renew. I was asking God in a sabbatical year. It was the year that the church allowed me to take a sabbatical. And so I was praying, Lord, renew me. At the time, I'd been in ministry 15 years, and I want, I want to finish strong. And so, Lord, renew me. I want to make sure that, uh, that my heart is strong for you. And then in 2020, you're going to have to forgive me, my word was perseverance. Oh, my. Did I have, I'm sorry if it was my fault. I had no idea that 2020 would be as difficult and that we all at times would literally have to persevere. But it was a great word for me because it reminded me that... Hey, Ryan, I know it's tough. We don't know what tomorrow, right? With all the, all the new terms we all learned about exposed and positive, right? like you didn't know what tomorrow may bring. You, couldn't make a, you could hardly make a plan. You just had to persevere. So in 2021, man, I'm thinking about easy. I'm thinking, my words are much different. I'm thinking about let's just coast in 2021. Hey, and, and my kids have one for me. They always tell me this. Hey, hey Dad, can you chill? So maybe I just need to chill in 2021. Does that sound like a little better word than perseverance in 2021? So uh, I'll give you my word at the end, but I would love for you to do this. I would love for you, uh, by the end of the year, as you think about it, I want you to post as as a ministry and as a challenge to others and to yourself to post your word, your JCI one word, post it however you'd like to for us to be able to see how you're asking God to work in your life through that word. Well, in verse 15, Paul uses the words very careful. In the New King James Version, it is circumspectly. And it it tells us that he wants us to be really cautious and careful and thoughtful about our lives. And so when you think about it, your 2021 words should come from a careful analysis of your 2020 life. A careful analysis of your 2020 life so that your word will help set the direction of your life for 2021 and prevent you from drifting. Prevent you from drifting. As people had a lot of idle time and a lot of idle hands in 2020, do you think they tended to drift it in a good direction or maybe a not-so-good direction? As people had idle time and idle hands, right? They say idle, idle hands are the devil's workshop, right? So as people tended to have idle time, often that was not a good thing, right? If I'm, if I'm uh, on a little scooter and I'm moving across the stage, as long as I'm moving, I'm, I, I've got good direction. But if I start to slow down, if I stop... I can fall over. I can easily be pushed over. In football, I've tried to teach my son, look, Mason, I know you're learning how to t- tackle and you're learning how to really get some momentum. But, man, I'm telling you what, it may seem like it's going to hurt more the faster you go. It's going to hurt. The momentum you have, the direction you have is going to give you strength and focus and direction. If you kind of go in like this, you're going to be the one hurt. You're going to be the one to get knocked over. You're going to be, be the one to get pushed off of the direction and off of the path that you're trying to take. 
And so we don't want to have all of the uh, um, direction that was going the wrong way this year with idle hands. And so we got to remember the unintentional life will always drift towards evil. Now that may seem strong, but it's true. The unintentional life will drift towards evil. So your 2021 word should come from a careful observation, not only of your life, but of your spiritual life. Your 2020 word should come from a careful observation of your spiritual life. And so what has God been saying to you? Maybe halfway through the year, what, what did you sense God was saying to you in recent weeks and months? What did you sense God was saying to you? Maybe he was whispering it to you. Maybe he was gently knocking to you. Maybe he was yelling at you about something he wants you to do or things he wants you to do in your spiritual life. Pastor Christian, over the fall, had one of my favorite series. He taught through the book of, uh, of Matthew, or began to, and he was in Matthew chapter 5, and he taught us Jesus and the Beatitudes. Think through some of the things, some of the messages you heard. If you, were, if you need a reminder, just read Matthew chapter 5 over the next couple of days to remind you of the, of the life that Jesus wants us to have. Think about it. He said, blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who are pure in heart. Blessed are those who are peacemakers. Blessed are those who are merciful. Blessed are those who are persecuted. Think through some of those words. Think through how that might look. Did your 2020 look like that? And if it didn't spiritually, maybe those are some things that may begin to craft the word that God may bring to you. You have time between now and the end of the year to think about it, to pray about it, and to come up with your word. And as you think about it, your, need, your word, as you continue to ponder it, it needs to be a word that will eliminate some things in your life. That will in the, eliminate some things in your life. Did you see what Paul said as, he, as he's talking about this? He said, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Paul knew that there were some things in the lives of these people that needed to change. So as you think through your life, what are some things that could be eliminated? Well, I believe this, and that's why we've talked about it in the past, that is some distractions. What was your focus? And, and as we look at this graph, there were a lot of people super distracted. As you see this, this is a graph plotting the increase. The amount of increase, so 80%, I know it's a little hard to see, but 80% of both men and women said they increased in their exposure to media over the shutdowns. And you can see in every single area there was an increase in the exposure of people spending time being influenced. So let me ask you also, what were some things that distracted you this year that may have gotten you off course? Could it have been politics? Could it have been that you worried more about who was going to be elected in any area, including the president, and you worried more about that than you worried about the Great Commission? I think if we all did an analysis of our own heart, we probably spent more time watching things, listening to things, having conversation with things, more than we thought, I wonder how many of my neighbors know Jesus. Wonder how many people that I work with are hurting. Distractions can keep us from having the type of focus and the type of life and the type of impact that God wants us to have. 
There's a, uh, a movie that's out right now that you can watch, and, and, and I'm not saying it's the greatest in the world. I'm saying it's worth checking out because there is a real focus from our devices, from other ways of media where uh, people are trying to dissuade and, and get us to spend more time. I don't know if you've seen this movie. It's called The Social Dilemma. And it just talks about how there is a very purposed um, strategy to get you to spend more time on your devices. To get you to spend more time pulled away from just setting your phone down. And so if you haven't watched this already, I would encourage you because when it comes to distractions, let's face it, I should have been able to leave my phone backstage and not need this, right? But you just never know. In the six minutes while I'm up here, someone might need me and I might need to respond. At least that's what I've told myself. I might need to check on... Oh, actually, yeah, January 10th after the 11th, Tara texts me. So, you know, I just I needed to know that. But there are so many distractions and that's why I would encourage you just to check it out. To see if there's some things that perhaps you might say, you know what? I spent way too much time. In fact, another slide that I didn't bring you said that all types of media, TV, radio, um, internet, phones, the average person is spending 13 hours a day, 13 on some kind of media. So maybe you have some distractions and maybe your word could remind you like, I know oftentimes we've had some bands that would remind us not to be distracted, to stay focused on Jesus. So you, do you have any distractions that you need to think about that maybe your word could help you with because you know it was the number one thing that kept you from Jesus this year? Now, do you have any disactions? And you're like, Brian, that's not a word. I know. Dis, if you look at it, it gives the opposite meaning to any word. Dishonest dissatisfied, disactions. In other words, are there some things that you need to stop? Did you realize that the sale of liquor this year in the United States earlier in the year was up, in-person sales were up 55%. Online sales were up 200%. Online sales of liquor were up 200%. Now, what do you think was the result of this huge uptick in alcohol consumption? You think a lot of good things were happening? Probably not the behavior that Paul talked about when he was talking about the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5. He talked about uh, the, uh, actually, he, he tells us to walk in the Spirit and to have the fruit of the Spirit in our life. Do you think there was more activity that looked like that or less? You know, when I was in high school, there was, a, uh, there was a movie that came out, and it was one of my favorites. Some of you will recognize these characters. It was the movie called Young Guns, and I talked about distractions earlier. My senior year, me and my buddies, I promise you, we watched this movie at least 30 times after school or at some point. We were distracted from homework. We were distracted with a lot of things, but we watched this movie, but there was a character in it by the name of... Chavez, and he was one of my favorite. He was a, a Navajo Indian slash he was a, a, in, a, in a Mexican descent, but he, he was the most spiritual, so to speak. And there was a time when the regulators, 
These guys were called the regulators. Anytime uh, I'm with my family and we're getting ready to leave, my kids know when I say, hey, regulators, mount up, that means it's time to go. I'm still, I watched that movie 30 years ago and I'm still saying, regulators, mount up. So uh, they know that when that happens, it's time to get in the car and it's time to go. But the, the Chavez, they're having some difficulty knowing what to do. They're kind of in a real pickle. They've, they're now, they, they were the law for a little while and now they're running from the law and they're struggling with what to do. Well, Chavez, with his Navajo roots, decides to, to, to uh, have a, uh, he's going to guide them into the spirit world. And so he finds some uh, peyote, I believe it is, and he passes it around and they all get on this crazy journey trying to figure out where to go and what to do. And next thing you know, it's this crazy scene where they all literally just lost their mind and they're trying to figure out there's this funny moment where they're riding through this dangerous area and he's like uh, one of the guys says don't worry they can't see us we're in the spirit world and they're just lost their mind the truth is people are hurting and they've turned to numb people are hurting and they've turned to numb many of you know my story I hung out with Numb's cousin. His name is Dumb. I hung out with Numb's cousin, Dumb. Meaning, for me, all the crazy dumb things I did with alcohol caused me to do so many things that I regretted. In fact, I've had several friends, folks, call me over the last nine months who they would be considered one of those statistics where their uptick of alcohol consumption caused them, at times because of Numb, to turn into dumb. In other words, because of some of the pain, they started with numb, and then it turned into, man, it's really causing me to make some bad mistakes, and my marriage is in trouble. My job may be in trouble. My license may be in trouble. And I've done some things that I'm not proud of. And so maybe you're here today, and if, if, if you've turned to numb, and maybe it's dabbled into dumb because it's caused some problems, I want to encourage you to take some actions. We have a wonderful ministry here uh, called Celebrate Recovery. And I want to encourage you because it's a safe place for people with any kind. I want, I want you to hear this. Not just with addictions. In fact, many of the people, that is not what they're dealing with at all. But with any kind of hurt, habit, or hang-up. And so maybe as you even analyze your life in 2020 and you realize, you know what? Isolation really caused some hurt for me. Isolation really caused me to start a habit that I am struggling with. Or something that I realize I'm now facing, I've got to hang up and I've got to get some help. I would encourage you, tomorrow night, am I right, Brother Tom? Tomorrow night, 6.30, if you would like to come and be a part of Celebrate Recovery, they would have their arms just like this saying, we're glad to help. We're glad to help. So I want to encourage you to do that. The rest of our care groups, because we have others, will kick back off January 25th on Monday. So I just want to remind you, there is a place to get some encouragement. Now you may think to yourself, man, I have some other actions he didn't mention. Well, that's between you and God to think through. And we can always think of actions we'd like our spouse to stop. But I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about what is it that God needs to work in your life that you need to think through. So perhaps you... Your word needs to remind you to eliminate some distractions and maybe some disactions. Well, maybe you need to find a word, a word that will activate something internally. 
will activate something internally. In Ephesians 5, again, Paul said this. He said, Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So what are the actions that you need God to activate in your life? As you've processed just sitting here, do you need to give God control of your life? Do you need to give God control of your life? As you sat here, you know, if you were really honest, you know God is not in control of your life. But you need Him to. And you need a word to remind you at the start of every single day, my life is yours. At the start of every single day, I'm surrendered to you. At the start of every single day, I submit to you. At the start of every single day, you're on the throne. Do you need a a word that will remind you that God is in control? Do you need a word that will activate some God-controlled interactions with others? A lot of time home with family. Some of it's been awesome. Some of it's been difficult, right? I'm I'm aware that the statistics have said that all kinds of unhealthy things, abuse and other things have upticked in the midst of people being in isolation. So maybe you need to think through some of the relationships that you have at home and what do you need to work on? How do you need God to remind you to be calmer, to chill, to think about how I can have better interactions with God? It's a year of politics and a year of social unrest. Do you have some interactions that you need to be different in 2021 and you know you're just ashamed at how you handle some things? You know that they weren't quite Christ-like and you know that going forward you need those interactions to be different. You need them to honor God. Maybe you need some good community. You just said, Ryan, I I don't really have any friends. Or I don't really have any Christian friends that are going to move me in the right direction. And so you need a word that's going to remind you that you need community. You need a God-honoring community. I want to tell you that our men's group is going to start on January 26th. We're going to start back on Tuesday nights. We had men in this room, and then we broke out into small groups. And so, guys, if you're interested, we're going to be studying the book of Ephesians on Tuesday nights starting in January. It's been a group of guys that have made friends, that have bonded, that have sharpened each other, that have helped each other through a tough 2020. Maybe you need some God-controlled eternal monologue you need some god-controlled eternal monologue because you know that what's been guiding your perspective on life has not been good the wisdom that you've been seeking has not been godly wisdom the thoughts that you've been battling have not been controlled by the lord and you know that the internal monologue your internal perspective on life and the outside world has not been guided by the things of Lord. Maybe it's not been guided by prayer. It's not been guided by God's word. And you know you need a word that's going to remind you every day to have a God-controlled internal monologue. So your first spiritual challenge is to pick your word for 2020 because I really believe it's going to have a lot of implications in helping you to have better impact. The second spiritual challenge for 2021, I want to encourage you, is to start the year seeking clear direction for 2021. Start the year seeking clear direction for 2021 so you can have greater impact for Jesus. Because here's the real truth, and I know it's not the way it's said, but if you don't aim at anything, you'll hit nothing every time. I know it's said differently, but this is the truth of it. If you don't aim at anything, you'll hit nothing every time. 
and then also without a plan to grow and make a difference, it won't happen. Without a plan to make a difference, to grow, it's not going to happen. I want to share with you just a couple of things before we close. There's three famous influencers that I want to share some words with you. I really think they have some words, and I say famous influencers. One of the guys, um, you may or may not have heard of him. His name is Josh Richards. He actually has 20 million TikTok followers. How does that happen? I guess he can dance and sing a little bit. I don't know. But he also has a couple million on YouTube. For some reason, this 18-year-old now has an influence. He now has a bunch of people who follow his life to see what happens. And here's what's interesting. He recently posted some some videos about some things that he was doing to help other people. Um, and, And it wasn't just to say, hey, look at me, but it was from a better perspective. And he said this. He said, I believe I was put on this earth to make a difference. He needs to come to Journey. Uh, It is my civic responsibility to inspire my followers and fellow influencers to give back. It is about inspiring my millions of followers to see that they can also make a difference in their communities. Inspiring others requires me to live and breathe what I preach. I thought that's some wisdom from an 18-year-old. An 18-year-old that I, I don't know what his life's like, but I like these words. And then I I found some wisdom from someone who's been influencing people spiritually for over 40 years. You will recognize him. His name is Rick Warren. He wrote The Purpose Driven Life, which now has 50 million copies of his book, The Purpose Driven Life. And he said this, if you want to know why you were placed on this planet, you must begin with God. You were born by his purpose and for his purpose. Man, that is so true. And then the third influencer... We've been reading his stuff today. Maybe the greatest influencer on the planet since Paul, since Jesus. And his name is Paul, and here's what he said. He said, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Don't be foolish. Understand what the Lord's will is. Understanding what the Lord's will is, I think, helps us to understand that we have to have a plan. God has a plan. He expects us and wants us to have the same. You know, commonly people have accomplished this through New Year's resolutions. Right? We have our top ten New Year's resolutions every year. Some of them look like this. They, they exercise more. They, they lose weight. They get organized. They, they learn a new skill or a hobby. They live life to the fullest. They say, I'm going to save money. I'm going to spend less. I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to spend more time with family and friends. I'm going to travel more. I'm going to read more, right? These are some of the most common of them. But you know what no one ever says? No one ever says, I'm just going to waste more time this year. I'm just going to, that, my top one is, I'm just going to waste more time this year. They know they need a plan. They know they need something to guide them. And resolutions are great. They're helpful. I encourage them to do them. But I also want... Uh, to share with you that we've got a really great tool here at Journey that I believe will help you in figuring out what God wants, and it's called Growth Track. See, JCI's Growth Track is designed to help people discover how God has designed them to develop their influence. We've got a whole week on discovering how God has designed you to have influence and leadership 
Ephesians 2.10, what this is based on, our growth track, is to help, help us to know that we're, we're God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. We're created by a master who loves us. He created us to do good works, which God has prepared. He had a plan. He prepared in advance for us to do. And so if a tool like this is available, doesn't, doesn't it make sense that every one of us, every single one of us would go through it, would discover why? Because one of the themes that we have is that the two greatest moments in a person's life are the day they were born and the day they understand why. The day they were born and the day they discover why. And in order to be effective for the Lord in 2021, it has to be. It's so important to seek God's direction for our lives. And so how can you do this? You can start, you literally can start growth track next Sunday. Next Sunday, step one. And in step one, we remind people of the mission of the church. We try to inspire people in why we started this church and what we hope to accomplish and what we believe God has set us on mission to do. And so we encourage people to come and be a part of that. Step two, we help people discover how God has designed them. We take them through a spiritual gifts test. We help them to understand more about the design of their personality and how God can use them. And step three, as I mentioned, we help people to develop their leadership, develop their influence. A lot of people say, oh, I'm not a leader. I don't need that one. Every single person has influence. Every single person. And then in step four, we encourage people to join the team to find a place where they can begin to make an impact. Our goal would be for every single person in our church to go through this, to walk through the four steps of growth track. And it's not just for new people. I've had people say, well, I've been in the church like like eight years. I don't need to do that. No, it's for every single person because I've had some people who went through and say, man, I'm so thankful. I hadn't, I'd never had a spiritual gifts test or I had one. It was so many years ago and I, I actually forgotten what my spiritual gifts were. And it, it has reminded me and refreshed me and I'm excited now to use them. Or, I knew what mine were before, but now I've discovered that God has helped me to develop some other areas, and I'm really excited to use them now. See, we really believe this, that intentional living will bring purpose for you and spiritual influence on those around you. It will bring purpose for you and spiritual influence on those around you. Now, speaking of influence... It's my word for 2021. I thought through 2020. Perseverance is great, but it sounded more like me hiding in the bunker, just holding and waiting things out. And I realized that God has used each one of us. He's made each one of us in such a special way. And I think he's created us to have influence for Jesus. And I needed a reminder because influence means that like first... 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, you know what 1 Corinthians 11.1 1 says? It says, Paul said this, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And that actually puts a little bit of a weight on my shoulder because it helps me know that I need to get rid of the distractions. I need to get rid of some actions, some disactions. And I need to, to live my best for him because I'm asking people to follow Jesus like I'm following him. And I'm asking people to come and be a part of God's plan. And I want to have influence on them for good. 
want to have influence on them for Jesus. And so my word for 2021 is influence. And I'm praying that God will use you in a mighty way as well. Can we pray as we close? And I hope in this prayer, maybe for you, the first way that you're going to have spiritual success in 2021 is to begin with Jesus. It's to begin a relationship. Maybe you're here and you have never started a relationship with Jesus. So your actual first step is to start by asking Jesus to come into your life and to forgive you. And maybe it's a simple prayer like this. Jesus, I need you. I need you in my life. With every head bowed in this room, just saying, I need you. Forgive my sins. I'm broken. Would you heal me spiritually? Would you make me brand new? I surrender my life. I surrender my spirit to you. Come into my life. Forgive me and save me. Lead me from this day forward. Use all my past mistakes, which are now forgiven. Would you use them for your glory to help others? And maybe you're a Christian in the room and you need to pray for 2021. You need to pray for your word to help you to have some positive spiritual success. And you need to pray that you will start the year seeking clear direction and connection with Jesus. You know it needs to be a year that is different than 2021. And so, Lord, I pray for every person here. Would you use us in a really powerful way? Father, would your hand be upon us? Would you give us clear direction? Lord, we want to connect with you greater than we ever have. And so, Lord, would you help me take some steps of commitment and walking through the growth track? Lord, would you help me to take some steps to analyze my life, to think through circumspectly how I can develop a word that would remind me that you want me to have spiritual success in 2020. Father, we love you. We thank you. That at the end of a tough year, you've never left us, you've never forsaken us, and you are with us. And we give you thanks and praise for that. And we love you and we just look forward to an amazing 2021. We love you and we need you, Lord. We thank you for Jesus and we ask this in his name. Amen.